everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast brought to you by World Football Index. Uh, we're here to discuss the weekend victory over West Ham United and to take a bit of a look forward to the winner-takes-all weekend coming up for Liverpool and Arsenal. Join me on the pod, as always, we have our regular panellists, Dave Dunning in Belfast. How are you this evening, Dave? All well with you? Yes, everything's good. Thanks, Dave. How's yourself? Not too bad. Just struggling by. Very happy. Made gains in the pound today. Happy smiley faces. And, ah, it could be a lot worse, let's say. And also in Belfast, we have John Henderson. John, second time on in a brave while. You're, you're becoming a regular again. Nice to have you on. How's things? Things are good, Dave. Yeah, good to be on, as always. And how are we feeling about the weekend? About this coming or the one that just passed? The one coming. <laughs> About this one. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we're going to get it done. Looking forward to it. The first person. Yeah, we, there's still a wee smidgen of nerves there. There has to be, but we should be all right. Yeah, the first person I've heard say excited. That's that's interesting. I'm um, a bit of a newcomer as well coming on. Um, he does a bit of writing for Cop Left, which has been our, our sort of home for the for the season, in the form of Aaron Cawley in County Sligo in Ireland. Aaron, off the back of your uh, 11 Pieces of Meep appearance uh, last week. How are you all? Well with you? Yeah, not too bad. Out uh, getting set for this game on uh, at the weekend, and hopefully it's three points, and we can knock Arsenal out of the Champions League. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get into that whole scenario at the moment because there's lots and lots of permutations there. But we'll start off with uh, what what went on at the weekend, and you know, it was a game. To be honest with you, I was slightly nervous about going into. Um, you know, so much at stake in it, and you know, it's like West Ham is one of those teams that we we struggled with in the last few seasons, Dave. But we fairly put them to the sword this week. What were your thoughts? It was strange to see the tra- the change of system. Um, I thought, and I think when we saw when we saw the lineup, I think it was all fair. It was fairly obvious what we were gonna what we were gonna do. And Klopp had talked about continue playing playing an eight rule, you know, during the week before. So you know, it wasn't as much of a surprise, but. Yeah, it, it, it's a really good performance. Um, I think we we earned the right to go and beat them four 0 by 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 getting the first goal and and well, we uh, the first half, Dave. Now, let's be honest. No, we, we weren't clever. We weren't. We weren't great. We weren't great. Um, we got the first goal. We rode our luck with the with the that fucking mental chance at the end of the first half, um, where I hit the post twice, and then. And then we came out in the second half, like a team intent on absolutely battering the opposition. We, we literally, from what I saw, we literally just beat them to death to the point where they just thought, this is just much too hard and they just can't be bothered anymore. We're not going down. We're not going anywhere. So, you know, nah. And, and we took full advantage of it. Um, great to see Sturridge looking really sharp, dropping in deep. Playmaking, getting on the end of things, running in behind, Lalana running in behind, Origi getting a goal, Coutinho looking absolutely brilliant from deep when he has that movement in front of him. So it was a great win, a great performance, but to me it leaves a lot of questions as to what we're gonna see on Sunday. Because I think it's it's difficult, it's difficult on the back of that to change it. And I suppose the only change that I could foresee possibly happening is is Firmino in for Origi if he's fit because you know Klopp um, he, he won't do without Firmino unless he absolutely has to 
don't know what to do with that um, so, either, Dave. Do you, do you not think that Sturridge is going to be the fall guy here? I don't see how he could. There was a lot of a lot of if you wanted to call if you want to call it PR, I suppose you could. Um, you know, Sturridge commented on how good his relationship is is with the manager and and Klopp lauding them with praise both before and after the game. So um, whether that's been done for the purpose of these last few games or whether that actually is the the relationship that those two have, it, it points to the direction of he he will start. I hope he does start. And I think that he deserves to start based on his on his performance on, on, on Sunday because it, he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I know. I hear you, and he, and he was, Dave. Absolutely. Um, on this occasion, he was, but I'm not so sure that he will. He will start. Aaron, I'll come to you on this one. I'm, we'll stick with this. You know, obviously, what we saw, we saw some something a bit like the old Daniel Sturridge, albeit just, I think, just that little bit sort of devoid of pace that he used to have. That that lethal pace that he used to have. But you know, we've heard all season about you know the relationship strained with with Klopp and so on. But things seem to have changed there. Firmino needs to come back in for me. Who, who would you change? I'd go to Sam Eleven, to be honest with you. Sturridge earned his place, and I'm one of the biggest criticizers of Sturridge. I don't rate him. I think his injury record has just ruined his career at Liverpool. But I think the formation Klopp played against West Ham suited him. It was back to the formation of 13 14, where there was the diamond, and he was given that kind of free reign up front. He had Rigi playing alongside him, so he didn't have to cover all the bases you know he had he had the space and he had the freedom to move along the forward line uh, something he wouldn't have had if there was playing if Firmino or someone was playing up alongside him if they were playing if Klopp had gone 4-3-3 so I probably would I'd go with Sturge again and Origi up top and bring Firmino on after 60 minutes if he's needed just to give that extra dimension we know Klopp won't risk players coming straight back into starting 11 if they're coming back off an injury and I think Klopp sees Firmino as being the um, the poster boy for Liverpool for the next few seasons. So he's not going to do anything stupid to jeopardise Firmino's fitness, where he's going to be out over the preseason and out over the off season, possibly miss the preseason. So I think it's going to be the same eleven. It'll probably um, Firmino on after sixty six five minutes if Liverpool need him. No, that's interesting because you know there's a lot of people, myself included, and and certainly no slight on the player. But I just think Origi's just bang out of form at the minute. And, you know, the fact that, like, Firmino was only away one week. You know, he's only, he only missed a game. I think I, I would put him in there. You know, if we look at that game at the weekend, Origi was, you know, he got he got his goal. But let's face it, it could have been anybody scored that. Do you think he warrants the place still, Aaron? Yeah, when you look at his 11 goals this season, you know, and I think it's 11 goals and 6 assists or something like that I saw during the week, so... He's still young. He's still he's big. You know he's able to hold the ball up, and he just he gives a different option up front. He gives the other def- he gives the opposition defense something something to worry about. Um, you know he's able to hold the ball up, so he's going to immediately draw one if not two players into him if he's in a kind of half dangerous position, and at least space behind them for other players like Coutinho or Lallana or Sturridge to fall into and possibly score basically. But yeah, I'm a big Rigi fan. I think he's um, he's only going to get better, and the more games he plays, the he, the better he can get for Liverpool. And he's going to be a massive bonus for Liverpool next season. If Sturridge does go, I can see Rigi stepping into the boots left by Sturridge. I think he do it comfortably. No, and and John yourself, 
I, I am a fan of, of Divock Origi, but I just feel that, you know, certainly the last three games, four games maybe, that he just looks, he just doesn't look the player that we know. And, and you know, as Aaron rightly pointed out there, he, he has contributed well this season, and mostly from the bench, it may be, it may be said as well. But, uh, you know, especially against West Ham there, I don't think that he was, I just don't think that that's, he was given his best, if you know what I mean. He, he's been out of form. Um, I, I know in the second half he played himself. You know, he got the goal. He had a good shot as well that clipped the clipped the crossbar. But he but he hasn't been in form. And for me, it's a no brainer. If Firmino is fit, if it's just a case he had a wee problem last week and he's missed a week, you know, I'd agree with Dave a hundred percent. Like the only change, it's a complete no brainer. Firmino, if he's ready to play, has to play, and Sturridge has to play because Sturridge's level of performance last week was, and I think. It's something we've lacked at home this season. And Origi is a big, big prospect. He has a lot of raw talent. You see him sometimes, and he's really in the mood, and he's really good. Origi's one of those players that we, he needs that. His, his biggest attribute is he's powerful in his pace. And when he doesn't have to think about it, you think about some of the best goals. You know, he scored for Liverpool. I, I think of that one on the cup at Southampton when he just gets it and he puts the head down and smashes it. But I think our problem's been in the, the games at Anfield where we know what the opposition are going to do. The, the opposition are going to, you know, they're going to defend with that low block. They're going to put the, the, the two banks of four across. And the reality is there is no space behind. You know, you're not going to get, you're not able to use Origi's best asset there. Pace. He's, he's not going to be able to run on their ball and beat an offside because that's not the way teams are, are, are set up. Whereas with Sturridge, whatever you say about Sturridge, and he has had his problems. He's had massive problems. He's, he's probably been in more match day squads this season than some people would think. I think I read something there that Henderson's missed more match day squads on him in the last in the last three years. But you know, clearly Klopp doesn't completely trust him, or he doesn't trust him to, to start games. But there's no comparison in the level of ability of those two players right now. Uh, there's no comparison. I mean, Sturridge. Every time Sturridge gets the ball, he's a threat. And you think something will happen. Um, and Sturridge, apart from Coutinho, you know, Sturridge is the only player we have that can just ghost past people. I mean, Sturridge's feet are so quick, you know. And I think against a, a, a team that are going to defend deep, Sturridge is in the form. He was in that. He's imperative for us at the at the weekend, you know, because he's somebody that can get the ball in around the box. He can make something happen. He can skin a couple of people. He can get a shot away. Um, he hits the target more often than than not. So I hope Firmino's fit. I really hope he is because I think he's a smashing player and I would just love to see Firmino come in there for, for Origi and Sturridge keep his place. That, that to me is the best thing Klopp can, can do on Sunday to get the job done. John, and you know, obviously the second half we saw you know, something that nearly resembled what we had seen uh, pre-Christmas. Uh, it was a team that looked hungry again and you know a bit of a formation change. Would would you stick with this diamond for 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 the weekend here? Or, you know because like yeah. really and truly there was there was a, a significant change second half. I know we've debated this before. Me and David and Dunham have had some good debates about Coutinho, but I love Coutinho in that position where he was. He played his best football there for us. You know if you think about those games under Rodgers when the five one against Arsenal. Remember he. he, he came in, he took the ball off Ozil and he threaded the ball through. I, I love Coutinho deeper. I think you want your best players on the ball as often as possible. 
it gets him on the ball. You know, you can see Emery Chan just letting him have the ball and go, you go do your do your thing, just gives us that but bit more. So absolutely yes. But I think as well, we've got to be be honest as well. West Ham were on the beach and I know there was people that were nervous about that game. I really wasn't. I'm more nervous about Sunday probably. Um I felt we would win three 0 before the game just because they emptied the tank against Spurs. I mean they played like men possessed that night. They didn't want Spurs. They gave everything. They had a few players out. They put in their big performance and they were on the beach. And in a way, you had that chance. And maybe if that had went in, but as, as, as Dave says there, you know, they didn't want to know. As soon as we got the second goal, they, did, they didn't want to know. They just, they're, they're, they're playing out the season. So we hit them at a good time. Uh, and hopefully someday, I was actually chatting with a United fan and he, he made a good point to me. It actually might work in our favour. The fact that they're relegated already, that's, that's one thing, but with them going out of the league, Middlesbrough might just come down field and go, do you know what? It's our last game in the Premier League. Let's have a wee go. Let's try and do something and play some good football exactly with supporters that are, that are coming. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's a good thing <laughs> for us, though. I, I'm more nervous if they if they came with a Tony Pulis game plan. I'll be honest, I'd be more nervous because we've struggled against that all season. If, you know, if Middlesbrough come last game, their fans are there and say, listen, we'll give a go to the last game in the Premier League for these these supporters. Let's try and have a go and try and give them something to cheer about, try and get a goal. It'll make it a much better game of football, but it'll undoubtedly increase our chances of winning as well. You know, so uh, what we don't want is them parking deep, getting to half time, and then the whole crowd starting to get edgy. And you can imagine at half time, if it's 0 0 and Everton, as usual, have rolled over and are 3 0 down to Arsenal or something at that point. You could imagine what Anfield will be like. It'll be nervy. So I'm, I'm hoping they come out and have a go. But West Ham were abysmal. That's not sugarcoat. They were absolutely shocking. And Dave, you know, you, you, you cited the point um, about, you know, the uh, West Ham hitting the post twice. Uh, well, one of the times was Dejan Lovren, but the post Dejan Lovren, we'll let you away with that one. But overall, do you think it was because, as John rightly said, uh, West Ham are pretty much on the beach that they didn't offer very much? Or do you think that our defence at the minute is is looking better? Because personally, I, I just don't think they haven't. They've had nothing to do with. I suppose the clean sheets don't lie, do they? Is it four? Is it is it four clean sheets in our last five? Yeah, is that what but, it is? But all against teams that have you know we're just muddling about. All against, you, table, you mean? You know, yeah. Do you mean? Do you mean? Do you mean all those teams that we were conceding goals against earlier on in the season? Yeah, but but their, their right. position is consolidated, Dave. They're not, you know, Watford's no danger, West Ham's no danger of going down. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? John just used the terminology there on the beach. So therefore, the the aggression and the will to win might be depleted slightly. I didn't see that against Stoke, Watford, particularly West Brom. The way they fucking went for it in the last ten minutes when when Ben Foster was playing fucking right wing at one point. So, you know, I don't necessarily buy into that. What I do buy into is is when we do what we did to West Ham in the first 10 minutes of the second half, when we're only when we're already 1-0 up um, and we get a second goal then, that's when teams just decide, I can't be bothered, you know? And you saw for the third goal, James Collins sprinted past at least four or five of his teammates to get to the point where he was inside his own six-yard box. And those other players hadn't even crossed the halfway line yet. So that just shows the attitude. But that's when you're 2-0 down. So, you know, that's what we need to do 
at the weekend we need to go out, we need to get a goal in the first half, we need to get an early goal and we, and we need to we need to stamp our authority on Borough and not give them that that hope that we've given teams all season that well if we keep it tight we can always nick one if we keep it tight we can always nick one that's essentially what we're going to do and Johnny's right Sturridge can be a, a huge part of that now you know, his long term future still remains in question very much in question but this is the first time this season when we've actually needed him um, when we're actually missing you know a significant player in the likes of Mane and, and you'd like to think that Here's your here's your guy that comes in. Here's your Seth Fabregas that Chelsea have had all season just to drop in when anybody's missing, when he's actually been available and he showed his worth on on Sunday. So for me, you need to earn the right for a team to lie down for you, and we did that on Sunday. And hopefully, again, like I say, we can go out and 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 pin them back early and get an early goal and do the same to Borough. Um, so the last forty five minutes of the game is nice and enjoyable and. And they just find it much too hard. Wishful, wishful thinking, Aaron. Aaron, yourself on this one. It's a, it's a massive game coming up on Sunday. We, we've we've put ourselves in this position, and well, I say we've put ourselves in it. You know, we we've sort of relied on on a bit of good, good fortune with with all the results as well, like uh, in the past sort of two months. But we're here. For for me, it's not something to celebrate getting fourth, especially not whenever you consider what we were doing early on in the season. I, I think it's. It's, it's the barest of minimums of our expectations. And yet here we are going into this game and, you know, obviously it can go one way or the other. Where, where are your thoughts for this? From, you know, if you're, if you're Jurgen Klopp, if you're, if you're putting this team out, what, what, do you, what, what would you do for Sunday? I would fucking stick Dejan Lovren to the ground until I'm not the fucking move unless the ball comes near him. Yeah, the, even with Melwood. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> no. Tell the people and relax and enjoy the game. They're good enough to beat Middlesbrough. Um, you know, arguably Liverpool are the best attacking team in the Premier League this season. Um, you know, when they're on, they can score goals for fun. You just hope that your big players, the likes of Coutinho, Chan, Sturridge, Firmino, Firmino starts to show up. You know, it's a lot to be said. I think it's the mentality of the lesser teams. You know, they get nervous at Liverpool if they don't score in the first twenty minutes, then the nerves start creaking in and. The longer it goes scoreless, the more the nerves get. And I think the other team feeds off that. And that's when Liverpool go 1-0 down. I think it's just a matter of Liverpool enjoying the game. Last home game of the season. You know, it's unless it's a complete clusterfuck, they're going to be playing Champions League football next season. You know, sit back, let invite Middlesbrough onto them and just hit them on the break. Like you have the players, the players with speed. And hopefully Coutinho and Chan have another game like they had against West Ham they pull the strings and just Liverpool end up winning 2 or 3 nil. but I think Klopp needs to take the pressure off the players this week so we, we all know it's an important game we all know what Champions League football brings to Liverpool what it means to Liverpool not only in terms of money and players but the history Liverpool have in the Champions League you know they are Liverpool deserve to be in the Champions League should be in the Champions League every season I think Klopp just needs to Try somehow to shield the players away from the expectations of the fans just going nuts on Twitter and social media at the minute. It's going to be a hard job for him to do, I know that, but he needs to do something, maybe just take the players away for a day or two before the game and just get them just get them to relax and enjoy each other's company and go out on Sunday and just play football like they did when they were 
13 or 14, go out there and enjoy the game. And, you know, if Middlesbrough go goal up, so it, so be it. Liverpool, Liverpool have the quality to come back and score again against them. I know the Middlesbrough players are going to be up for it. Um, a lot of them will be playing with the hopes of getting moves into the Premier League this season or next season. So hopefully that they do come out and try and play football because if they do, Liverpool will just, it'll be three or four nil up and Arsenal will be thinking that, you know, Champions League football gone, Wenger out. And it's just, it's all, it's all up the top now and what he wants to do this season or next Sunday. I tell you what, you're, you're way too optimistic for this podcast. We'll have to introduce you to Neil Devlin. He'll, he'll bring you back down. <laughs> he'll bring you back down to earth with a bang. Um, John, yourself, you know, Aaron, very optimistic there. What, what do you feel that the crowd's going to be like on Sunday? Because this is, you know, it's, it's going to be a, for me, it's going to be a touchy affair. You know, I, I expect a very sort of voracious entrance. But after that, if, if we don't hit the ground running, you know, how much do you, th- how much of a part do you think the crowd has to play in this one? It would help if the atmosphere is good, but you know, you'd have to say based on everything we've seen this season, if we don't get the early goal, the crowd will be quiet and they'll be restless. That's what they've been all season. You know, there's 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 talk about getting under the ground and having a bounce and a great atmosphere and all that, and 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 maybe there maybe there will be, but uh, just based on 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 what we've seen, I think it's up to the players really. You know, I think you've got to just sort of. Apart from European nights now at Anfield, you've got to just accept that, you know, the demographic that goes to these games now, um, there's a lot of people there that are there for the first time. There's a lot of people there that are more interested in taking photos and videos and, you know, making sure that they get to the club shop and get their Liverpool mug and stuff after. You know, it's just a different... And it's for some of them, it is more like... It's like going to the theatre and they're waiting to be entertained. So that's just modern football. You know, that's the way it is. You can't rely on... The, at the end of the day, it's fucking Middlesbrough. You know, it's Middlesbrough at home. They've been relegated. We, should, we shouldn't they're, be worried about it, John, but we are. Not at all. Yeah, we are because of what we, we've done this season because we've we've watched Crystal Palace beat us. We've watched fucking Swansea beat us. Um, we've seen us take the lead against Bournemouth and then fucking try and defend a lead against fucking Bournemouth with, with, with 20 minutes to go and 80, 84% end up falling. possession against Burnley and lost yeah do you know what I mean but uh, and those, those games I'm talking about have all been at Anfield you know when we've just been West Ham you know fucking about in that game as well and, and drawn we should have buried them earlier in the, the season so you know we've got form for fucking this kind of thing up but I think we've just found a bit of a swagger at the right time. They've been relegated. It shouldn't be a problem. And I think, you know, Lana Sturridge coming into fitness, a bit of form. Uh, although Lalana wasn't great at the weekend, but Lalana's just one of those players that hope you just, against a team that are defending deep, I think it's just about that. We spark it, we creativity. And Lalana's one of those players, he can do something. He's got something about him. He's got quick feet like, like Sturridge. And, I'd like to think, you know, if we can just get a goal. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, I'll be very, very nervous if we're not one and at half time. That's the one thing about this Liverpool team because uh, they don't seem to respond well when the when the chips are down. So it's going to be, yeah, I think if we can hit the ground running, get a bit of momentum, get a goal up, you know, the dream score would be if we could just even get it to 2-0 at half time, you know, and then... As Dave says there, just relax and enjoy it. But history tells us that 
<laughs> we could be sweating it with ten minutes to go. We shouldn't be, and I hope we don't. Uh, but I, but I, I personally think we'll do it. I think we'll win two 0 on Sunday. I don't know. Uh, my my worry is that we don't score in the first twenty minutes, and then uh, and, and the crowd starts getting touchy, and it has an effect on the players. Don't get me wrong. I I, sh- I, I do share your optimism, actually, John. I, I, you know, if if we don't win this, we don't deserve to be anywhere near the Champions League. If we cannot win this game, it, it, it's it, it, you know you know what I mean. And I'm yeah, hundred percent. I'm going to I'm going to come to Dave on this one because the, the, there's a scenario that has developed this week, and I think it's hilarious myself. Um, if we lose two 0 and Arsenal draw at the weekend, there is the possibility that we could end up in a playoff to get into the Champions League playoff. Surely, it, it, it's not even an option to think about this, Dave. No, it's not. It's 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 the likelihood is it's practically impossible, isn't it? And let's be honest. You're going to be playing Arsenal, so does it really matter? So it's it's it, for me, it's not a conversation, really, Dave. To be perfectly honest with you. Well, do you know another thing, Dave? That's quite interesting is you know with Arsenal being in the FA Cup final, when would they actually get around to actually playing this game if 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 this scenario were to ever come up? Because because that throws another sort of aspect to it or another angle to it. Yeah, it's a bizarre situation. I think this type of thing. I don't know whether it still it still happens in Italy, or it definitely used to happen in Italy, where if if teams were tied for for the title, or if it if it was for European qualifying, they would have a playoff. Um, but you know, again, it rarely happened there. And I suppose you would end up having that. Would you have that situation in Spain? I don't know. Do they revert the goal difference after head to head? If head to heads the same, does anybody know? Take no, <laughs> no, then, right? Well, that would be interesting to find no. out. No, no, they don't, right? No, I, no, I don't know. No, oh, I don't, don't know. know, right? So, so, so the rules, the rules in other leagues are as fucking weird and wonderful as ours are. Then, right? Great. Yeah, it's it's just it's a strange one, but I just can't see it happening. I think the more pertinent point here is if and hopefully when we do. Um, qualify because let's be honest you know this is it's a cup you dress it up whatever you want it's a cup final it's a cup final at home against a shit team a team that's shit at both ends of the pitch but you know you'll need to look at the likes of Wigan beating beating Man City in the FA Cup final these weird results can happen and fucking no more so than the us the way our season's gone so there is going to be a little bit of apprehension and anxiety there and as optimistic as I generally am I'm feeling it myself. This is now the point where we really are make or break because we've seen for the first time in forever progressing in consecutive seasons from Rogers last full season to the previous season when we're 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 in two cup finals and now to this season where there's a significant improvement both in terms of um, points, league position and the level of performances we've shown. So if we can get over the line here, it stands us in great stead for next year. We're, we're more so able to sell a project to other players. We can show their significant improvement year on year. If we have the money that's being bandied about, then that's also going to be a benefit and, and, and a, an advantage to, to where we go. You've also got the added benefit then of, of Champions League football, which enables you to shop in a, a, a higher higher level of the transfer market, if you like. And if everything's to be believed, then we, we have, 
you know, a number of players already lined up um, if we do qualify for the Champions League. Um, so, you know, it's absolutely massive. It's the biggest game in, well, I suppose since the, the Europa League final last year, but um, it's, it's just absolutely huge in terms of progression for the football club. An interesting point is what Johnny put on um, on the group the other the other day the the scenarios that that might permeate if um, as to who we play in a qualifier if we do manage oh, to, to make it the force. Oh, yourself! Fucking leave that alone, Dave. I don't tempt fate. Stick to, stick to the present, not the future. All right, all right, all right, all right. I, I, I just thought it was interesting here. I don't. Well, okay, okay. okay. Go ahead, talk then. Talk, I'm not. I can't. I'll, I can't talk I'll, it through. I'll, I'll close my ears. You go ahead. It's confusing as fuck. I can't talk it through. Just, um, it's just all manner of different things need to happen or don't happen or two of seven things need to happen. One of which is that Ajax beat Manchester United in the Europa League gone. final. So. So you've you've got actually an additional reason to cheer them on now because it makes potentially makes our qualifying game easier. If that makes you sleep easier at night. Well, Dave, we don't need any more motivation to hope Ajax beat them. Like, well, no, no, we don't. Anything, we really don't. It would be a victory for football in all senses. I I, I heard I heard Jose Mourinho being like being called this week a rich man's Tony Pulis. <laughs> I thought I thought it was absolutely brilliant. But Aaron, yourself, if we look at the season as a whole, this has come down now to one game. I think probably if we'd have looked at it November, December time, uh, before the January slump, we'd have, you know we'd have scoffed at fourth. Uh, I think at that time, but at the moment, for me, it's going to be an, another relief if we win at the weekend to actually get into those Champions League places. I don't, as I said earlier, I don't believe it's something that should be celebrated. But on the whole, as a season, if, if we win at the weekend. Do you feel that that's a sufficient, like like Dave there, the sufficient progression, or do you think that it's still slightly underachieving given the grand scheme of things? I would think it's uh, underachieving. Like we were Liverpool at second at one stage there, closest rivals to Chelsea before the January slump. I don't know what happened in January. I think it was more more to it than just money missed. It's it's it was hard to talk. It's it's hard to figure out what actually happened. Uh, why Liverpool stumped so badly for January and the start of February that they went? Was it too many games in January, or was it just players thought believed their own hype that you know we can walk this Champions League as ours? Klopp has us believing we win the league. You know we don't. All we have to do is show up and we get the goals and we we can beat everyone around us. I think January is the last answer for. for the, I do think it's uh, underachievement. I agree with you. Celebrating Champions League fourth is uh, it's not a celebration. It's the minimum Liverpool should be tired in each season. Um, and for those fans that are celebrating Liverpool getting fourth, very Arsenal-like behaviour. Uh, I think it's just um, we've moved into the Champions League and it's no time to look forward to see who Klopp can bring to um, some of the, the problems that Liverpool seem to have last or so over the last five years. You can go back to players that Liverpool have sold and haven't replaced. Um, it's about time that there's something done about that plug seriously plug the holes more so in the Liverpool defence but also in midfield as well you know you look at the Liverpool's midfield and it's, it's one of the weaker midfields in the Premier League it's not very Liverpool like Liverpool have always had a world class midfield and it's it kind of covers over the gap in the defence but definitely underachieving this year I think Liverpool should have had Liverpool 
Spurs are at the minute. Um, you know, it should be second qualification for the Champions League. And we shouldn't. Us fans worried about beating Mill in the last game of the season and uh, beat Arsenal. And John, you know, I know that, that, that you let those immortal words, we're going to win the league, slip from your lips, uh, whether by means of alcohol or whatever, during the course of the season. Uh, where do you stand? Where do you stand on it? Now, do you th- you know? Do you think fourth is a fair return? You know, I I I was on record to start start of the season. I thought between fifth and seventh. For me, I'm I'm relieved we got fourth. I did dare to believe we could have done a little bit better than fourth. Um, obviously around November time, certainly I, I really did think that we were, we could have done something special this season. But you know, for for me, I'm I'm relieved we're in fourth. I'm I'm happy if, if we get Champions League football. But but for yourself, do you feel that it's an underachievement given where we were at this, the early stage of the season? Yeah, I do. I think it's it's a missed opportunity. There was no way. I mean, maybe some other people, you know, I know Neil said he, he always thought it was coming. Um, but I never for a second thought we could have a drop off in form as bad as we did at the, at the turn of the year. You know, if you look at that league table uh, from New Year's Eve, you know when we or was New Year's Day City. when we we beat beat City. Yeah. City. You know, if someone right then had said to me, "You're you're hardly going to win a game here now for two months," you know, it was nearly into bloody March before we won a game, I wouldn't have believed that. That goes without saying. Yeah, I I I did not see that level of collapse coming from the way we were playing. Um, obviously, Manny was going, and that was always a bit of a worry, and the. That was exacerbated then by a few other injuries to we continue and stuff like that. But no, it's a missed opportunity. Um, you know, for me, it's a missed opportunity because you, it's not often that you're going to come out with a points return like we have done against the top six coming out top of that mini league. Uh, there should have been more there for us. Um, but at the end of the day, is it a relief to get fourth? Yeah, it absolutely is because. There's been times in the last few months where we've really dropped our level so much that, and we've made so many mess ups. You know, the Bournemouth, we've talked about them, Bournemouth, Swansea. You know, the, all these these games at uh, Southampton, home games where we've just taken our foot off the, the the pedal, or we've 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 not managed to get the breakthrough. So there's been, it'll be a relief to get over the line. But Dave's, you know, Dave made a point there about. The first time in forever we've made progress in the consecutive seasons, and that's that's true. Uh, and for me, this is the this is the whole thing. But I, I don't think the importance. You know, you can't overstate the importance of Sunday. Um, it's massive. We Liverpool need to get over the line. They need it. It sets Arsenal way back. It'll set Arsenal back massively. It gives us an edge, not just for pure financially. It gives us an edge in getting getting players in. The stories are, the rumours are that we're going to compete properly. Um, but one thing Liverpool have done for the last, going back to even Julio's season, when 2002, when we pushed Arsenal, fair bit of the way, but that Arsenal team were, were a much better team than us. But Julio had his treble season 2001, 2002, um, nearly, you know, had a push for the league. Didn't, didn't challenge again. It collapsed completely collapsed the season after that you know we had Rafa who made us brilliant in Europe he eventually got us up to a title tilt that season where we, you know you have to hand it to United I think we had 86 points United but w- again we fell off the edge of a cliff we lost, lost Alonso fell off the edge of a cliff 
didn't even get back into the Champions League. And this has been a pattern. You know, this collapse has been a pattern. Under Rodgers, the same. You know, you have a title tilt, you, you absolutely collapse. You're losing fucking five or six at, at, at Stoke and you're not getting near the Champions League. And this is why for Liverpool, the getting into the Champions League has to be the minimum and it being the minimum has to become the norm. That's this summer, you know, Sunday can't be overstated how big that is. But next season can't be overstated. I, you know, for me, this is where are we going? Where Liverpool going as a club? Because if next season we're at the sharp end of the league table, challenging for the title and shooing for the Champions League again at this time of the year, that'll tell me then that we're really making that progress. Whereas if we revert to type, you know, and, and we're back sort of squab squabbling about fifth, sixth, seventh place next season. You know, they, these are the big, this is where Clap now has to deliver. We've got to improve the level of the squad and we've got to consistently be top four. You know, Aaron said it there, like, you know, we th- that's where we have to be. We we have to be there every, every season. So it's, it's, a, it's a very big summer. It's, it's, and it starts with, it starts with Sunday. We've got to get Sunday right and we've got to get the summer right. We've got to stop this fucking about as a club and start acting like a big club. Get the players and you know be be the force that we all believe we should be for the size of the club. Oh, here, here, and and you know, obviously, we'll be doing a pod next week. I think we're all going to be on it, and and obviously, we'll be looking forward to that summer uh, during that pod. Um, you know, Dave, yourself again, same question. You, you know, you, you to be honest with you, throughout the season, you, you were you were quite optimistic. I don't think you were you were ever at the point where you were you were truly on board where we would win the league, but you were you were optimistic, a bit like myself. Certainly, November time. Uh, at the moment, you you know, I take it you, you see fourth as well. You'll just take it, but it could have been so much more. It, it's it's been a strange season, hasn't it? It's been a fucking exhausting season. I tell you that much. Even for me, I can only imagine how the players feel. Um, but. You know, you've, you've the prospect there of Arsenal finishing the season with 75 points and finishing fifth. Like, teams have won the title with 75 points. It's it's absolutely mad. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really difficult to gauge. Chelsea have put an exorbitant amount of points on the board this year. Spurs have been fantastic. Um, for the majority of the season, they're cons- probably the most consistent team in the league over the last two seasons combined. Um, and, and you know, they're a, they're a team that's going places. But it, I think a lot, a lot has come down to down to absences that we've had on the field. Um, and I think I heard a stat on the Anfield Wrap um, yesterday where the average. Average top four side makes 130 to 150 changes in a season. And this season, Chelsea made 38. So that's how fortunate they've been with, with injuries, suspensions, players being unavailable, that type of thing. Uh, they've been able to field their first 11 nearly the whole time. Um, and that's not going to happen next year for them with, with European football being back. And nor is it for us. But I feel that only one team can win the league. Look, let's be honest. You know, you finish second, you finish fourth. You could have finished second on, on 76 points if that's what we get. Because 76 points is, is 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 a high number of points. There's no getting away from that. Um, so I think compared to compared to the teams that we were competing against, compared to you know United and their 
zillions and zillions of pounds and their most expensive squad ever assembled in the history of football and their um, serial winner manager um, compared to Arsenal and their manager. Well, there's that too. <laughs> um, the, Arsenal's tradition of consistently getting into the top four city with Guardiola there, a, a squad of fucking immense footballers, Spurs and the trajectory they're on, and, and obviously Chelsea with 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 that number of points. I think in comparison to to those teams, we're ahead of where we should be. Because realistically, on paper, Arsenal and Manchester United in particular should both be ahead of us on paper. So I will take it as, a, as, a, as an achievement. Not necessarily say I'm going to celebrate it, but I think it's a significant achievement and a significant step forward in the progress of, of the club and hopefully under Klopp. And in the next two, three years, you can see us take the same type of steps but it has to start somewhere, guys. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, as long as we don't go, go into the Champions League next year and play our second squad at the Bernabeu, I'll, I'll be a happy camper and no complaints whatsoever. Well, listen, guys, we'll leave it there. As I say, there, there, there's no point in flogging a dead horse. We'll, we'll, we'll know everything next week and we can go into a, a lot more detail and, and with, with a lot more enthusiasm or dread, as the case may be, over the weekend. Personally speaking, I do think we'll win the game. I, I do. I don't think. I think they'll put us through the ringer. Wouldn't be Liverpool if it didn't put us through the ringer. But I, I think at the end of the day, we'll come away with three points and and we'll, we'll qualify. But before we go, I'll run around the table um, and see if Dave's got anything exciting to plug this week. Um, any music, salad bank, gardening products, anything you want, Dave. Knock yourself out. No, I I got this thing for the garden. I have this like thistle epidemic out the back and I've been meaning to sort it out and I haven't. And I was trying to dig them out with a trowel and it was taking forever. So I got this thing, you just jab into the ground and you like put it backwards. No, it's not. It's better than that. It pulls the whole weed out by the root. So I just had a really nice time the other week just putting all this <laughs> stuff out of the garden, making the garden look nice. Times leave me breathless. Like seriously. Dave, I've told you. Garden is really, really therapeutic, and it's been a long and stressful season, so you need something, and that's come, that's come, my come recommendation. Just throw things out the window and they just grow. <laughs> it's, it's just a way, you don't really need to tend anything. Anything of note to, to, to plug, or just garden utensils? Well, garden utensils is number one. However, a close second is um, Umar's match of fort, last shout for it from, from the West Ham game, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure she'll have another one. Um, after the Borough game, which is was well worth the read, so get on that indeed. And hopefully, she'll be on again next week. Aaron, yourself, um, I know you you've got uh, bits and pieces going on. Um, you've also a pod out in WFI Eleven Piece of Me. Uh, feel free to plug away. Um, yeah, just give the, the Shanky Way eighteen uh, on Twitter a follow. Hopefully, it'll be up and running soon again. But yeah, give it a follow. There's some good articles on the the website and. Uh, Feel free to give 11 pieces of me a listen to and um, give me all the abuse you want about my uh, my lack of knowledge on uh, on players. Uh, I'm also up for a good argument on uh, Twitter. Uh, if you don't follow me, give me a follow and you'll see how much I like to argue. There you go then. And yourself, Mr. Henderson, um, anything to plug? Where can we find you on Twitter, etc., etc.? Well, on, on Twitter, it's the usual, at Tubinlad. Give us a wee follow and I'll follow back as well. And yeah, Dave said it already about Umar's match report. And the last thing I want to mention, it's not really a plug, but just awful, awful news today about Chris Cornell, one of the 
absolute legends of music and spent spent so many so many years you know in those years in the sort of 90s and all listening to his stuff and he was just another one of these brilliant brilliant musicians gone far too young so rest in peace Chris Cornell very sad news Oh, and I, I didn't even know that. With all the, the excitement here in Brazil today, I had missed that indeed. Um, that's very, very sad news indeed. Not a whole lot you can say. Wow. 52. And apparently it was, and apparently it was, um, I think it's come out corners. It was, they think it was suicide as well, which is yeah. really, you know, so bad. It's just so tragic, you know, but oh, well, there you go. Sad way to end the pod. Well, uh, as I say, all your well, not uh, not all your WFI normal pods are out there. I don't know where they've disappeared to this week because I've done bugger all all week. Uh, as I say, I haven't done a pod in over ten days myself. So, as I say, I, I hope to bring you more stuff. As I say, we've got a South American show coming after the Cop Libertadores tonight, um, and no doubt there'll be another eleven pieces of me coming tomorrow. Um, and as I say, I, I expect that next week will sort of be our last week uh, running on full par with the uh, the European seasons, and we'll, I'll be getting a bit of a break after that. So, as I say, we, we will be back on Copcast next weekend, uh, or next week, whatever the result. Uh, hopefully we're happy people, uh, very, very happy people, um, that we're in the Champions League by then. And until then, just thanks to the listener. Thanks one last time to the guys for being on. And until the next time, it's goodbye. <laughs>